And we are on. Hello and welcome to Sports Unhinged. I am Mo and I'm joined by Mark and Eugita. Guys, welcome back. Week Good 13 back. is in the books. Mark, you look like a guy that used to sell stuff outside of my high school. What's going on out there in Canada? Uh, because he is that guy. <laughs> I am that guy, first of all. But we, we had some snow last night, and um, the studio that I operate from is... Oh, yes, yes. You know, it's, it's very, very high-tech. And uh, it's a little bit chilly out here today, so it's beanie day. 24 degrees Celsius here in Dubai for me and Yujita, so uh, we're... Uh, it's chilly, man. It's chilly for us. Yeah. Speak, I feel speaking of high school, I, I, I do feel like I'm in high school these days because, you know, you remember when you, you go to classes for weeks and they teach you that two plus two is four. And then you go to the exam and it turns out that two plus two is a leprechaun on a unicorn singing Christmas carols or something like that. It just doesn't make no sense. And that's what the NFL season has been like for us this, this year. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, we come here every every week. We try to make informed guesses. It's making us on, look stupid. And, and every time we're like, we have been learning in class for weeks and weeks and weeks that the Lions suck, that they're probably going to go the whole season, you know, losing every game unless they play the Jags or the Jets or someone like that. And then they end up beating Minnesota. We have been learning that the, charge, uh, the, the, the Bengals are the, the team that's probably going to to dominate or, or to win, or they have good signs that they're getting back on track. And then the Chargers come and they beat them. The Ravens and the Steelers, same thing. Seahawks beating the 49ers. I, mean, I don't understand. And then just to cherry on top, Bill Belichick makes his quarterback throw, throw the ball three times for like three and a half inches and still wins the game. I mean, what's going on? What's going on, guys? <laughs> I'm thinking of taking a gap year right now. <laughs> well, you know, we, we, we do a Saturday broadcast as well. And, I think I went zero of six this week. Um, Did you? Oh, I yeah, didn't yeah. even check those yet. No, no, yeah. I, I didn't get anything right. And I don't feel too embarrassed. I feel a bit annoyed at myself. But You've been I, humbled. I just, I just think that's typical of the year. And, you know, let's just look at Cincinnati. Cincinnati are a bellwether for the NFL at the moment. Right. Because they're pretty decent one week and they're awful the next and losing the way they lost at home to the Chargers uh, was unforgivable in my, in my right it, it, it was just awful there was nothing good to, about that and so I I feel for Cincinnati fans a, a bit because I just know the Bears are going to lose every week and that's fine I can, I can accept that right, you can live with that <laughs> you know, but if, if if you're a Bengals fan you think well what which Bengals are going to turn up this week? Right, right. Yujita, I mean, we've we've got we've got the um, the Bengals playing the 49ers. The 49ers again shocked us with a loss to the Seahawks. I mean, this whole time Russell Wilson is not a hundred percent. We talked about whether he would be done in Seattle for for this year, and then they go out there and they beat the 49ers. And yes, Jimmy Garoppolo had a little bit to do with that, but still a surprising outcome. Yeah, I mean, this this goes back to what uh, Mark is talking about because we never know what we're going to get. And in the Seahawks game, the Seahawks O-line looked terrible. And, you know, I, I don't know how Russell Wilson came out of that and won. I guess, you know, a couple of people not there for San Fran, they're dependent on Debo and Fred Warner. Right. So I think this is also one of the reasons the season it is the way it is is there's a lot of dependency on, you know, one player in one skill position and they expect him to be fantastic and 
every week. And then when that falls apart, they don't know where else to go. And teams are, you know, they become aggressive as well. You know, look at the Chargers, their uh, win against Cincinnati. I mean, they, they came through, but right. most of the time, the Chargers shoot themselves in the foot because they're going on fourth downs. Justin Herbert's, you know, uh, going Hail Mary's half the time just because he can. So right. I think this is what's happened part of the season. They, you know, coaching and their um, and the play calling has been more aggressive. It looks like they don't care how they lose as long as they go and you know give it give it their all. That's and what you got to give like. it to the defense as well, right? Because they had six sacks on 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 Joe Burrow. I mean, they were attacking him all night long, so he couldn't really yeah. get going. Yeah. I think he he hurt his uh, his hand as well at one yeah. point, yeah. and it, it affected yeah. his game. Now, so, Sorry, that, that was the second point I wanted to make is uh, the defensive looks. When, they, when that changes, somehow the offenses don't know how to adjust. And, you know, we, we saw that with Cincinnati again with the Jets game as well. You know, they, they didn't adjust on their defense. Right. So this adjusting is not happening either. Is there a point for us to even give it a go to see who would win in the in the wild card race because now with with um i mean let's talk a little bit about buffalo losing to the patriots i mean that was bill belichick playing chess while the rest of the nfl is playing checkers this whole time i mean he just ran the ball the weather wasn't great so he didn't even bother with the with the passing game two out of three for uh for his qb and buffalo have now dropped and we talked about this and that that was the reason that i picked buffalo last uh, last week to win the game because i thought if buffalo lose this they lose control completely and now they've dropped all the way down to 7th they are barely a the, the lowest ranked wild card team at the moment so how did this happen the the pats are now in charge number 1 in the afc leading the way i think that it could get a lot worse for Buffalo this weekend. They, they're down in Tampa, down in Florida. And if they lose that and New England are on a bye, so right. they'll, be, they'll be then two games behind. And even if Buffalo win in Foxborough next week, or the week after, yeah, next week, um, they're still in trouble. So right. I, I went with you. I thought Buffalo were going to win at the weekend or Monday night, I should say. Uh, because it was an all or nothing game for them, and and they were fairly awful, really. They, you know, I know we're going to talk about coaching in a little bit, but they were so badly out coached. It was right. a masterclass, and Bill Belichick, Billy B, Billy B. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 you know, we used to joke about Bill Belichick needing a white rec wide receiver, and he'd just go down to the nearest McDonald's, pick someone off the floor there, and, right. <laughs> and he'd be able to coach them into being a great player. And is that what we've, we're witnessing this season? Well, they're yeah. number one now with a 9-4 and four record. So Tennessee, Baltimore, and KC are second through fourth with 8-4 and four records. Baltimore threw one away against the Steelers, so they could have actually been in the conversation for the top seed right now. They've really shot themselves in the foot there. And then you've got seven and five for the Chargers, for Cincinnati and for Buffalo going down to seven. And then in the hunt, you've got Pittsburgh who are suddenly back in the conversation. I didn't expect them from the beginning of the season to, to be above 500. And now they're six, five and one. And India are still in the mix now in the hunt with seven and six. The Raiders are at six and six, Cleveland, Denver, everybody's still in the conversation. So if we're talking about the, 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 the wild card race in the, uh, in the AFC, 
who do you see right now, just based on momentum, who do you see clinching those sixth and seventh spots? I like the coach well, at the moment. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was uh, going to say. I mean, uh, the, the fact remains that if the calls get through, one of these teams that we were sure was going to be in the postseason has to get out. And, right. You know, I, I like the Colts over the Chargers, the way the Colts are going. I mean, their their O-line is healthy again. Quentin Nelson is back. And based on, on what that O-line is doing, closing up the gaps, Jonathan Taylor is making these crazy 100-plus whatever uh, right. runs. And then also Carson Wentz has become more confident. So I think Frank Reich has done a great job. He's looking more confident, run game, play action. Their defense is looking good. So, and you know, I looked at their schedule, but the problem is next two weeks, they're playing AFC seed one, NFC seed one. Right. So it, it's a big challenge because we know both those teams are, I mean, New, New England and Arizona are probably the two teams right now where you wouldn't find this unpredictability, too many yep. questions. Okay. And with Green Bay, I guess, the, the three teams, Tampa Bay maybe. But so a huge test for Indy. I mean, if, if they get if they go one one on during the next two weeks, then I see them I see them getting in uh, with the Chargers uh, having to go out. Maybe now, Mark, Mark, you mentioned Cincinnati being the kind of uh, model of inconsistency. Um, I think that title gets handed over to Buffalo now easily. I mean, Buffalo for the last five games have been alternating from scoring over thirty points to scoring below sixteen points for the last five games running. They play Tampa Bay this weekend. I mean, if they lose that, is it is it over? Is it is it kind of difficult to come back? Because they would definitely drop below the seventh seed and they're suddenly out of the out of the um, uh, playoff conversation. I, I again it's a must must win game for them this weekend, uh, but I don't think they will. Um the good thing for Buffalo is that you've got these inconsistent teams around them. You've got the Chargers, you've got the Bengals. I still feel somehow they're going to creep into the, they're going to limp into the postseason. They've still got the number one defense in the NFL. I think it's the offense that's been the, the inconsistency. It is. Well, you know, look at the number of yards they didn't put up on Monday night against New England. They, right. they struggled all night. Um, yeah, but, but at the same time, they let, let in a, a, a lot on the run game as well. I mean, New England ran for what, 200? Plus yards on right. forty. So that's all they did. <laughs> you know, yeah. they just pounded and pounded. But, but 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 that's what Bill did. Like he played the weather. He didn't play Buffalo. I mean, right. uh, it, you know, it's like the, the ground was muddy, and he took care of it the way. And and I don't know if you guys saw Sean McDermott's pressy where he went out and said that don't credit Bill with this. I mean, the guy is nuts. He's pissing Bill off. Did he actually say that? He said that. Go watch the conference. He said we shouldn't give cre Bill credit more than. He deserves. He said it. So what, you're blaming it on what? The weather? Really? Yeah, well, yeah, he, well, he's not blaming it on the weather. He, he's blaming it on himself. And then they okay. didn't take the opportunities, things like that, which is also correct. But, you know, you got outclassed. I mean, let's face it. You got outclassed. They came into your house, assessed your environment, and did right. a better job than you. You know? And uh, the other thing is uh, Josh Allen is uh, maybe one or two or three of quarterbacks who could have actually played a passing game on that windy weather because, you know, he's got, he's got good RPMs on the ball with Justin Herbert and uh, maybe Russell Wilson. But he didn't pass too much either. But, you know, to come out and say that and then having to go to Foxborough in a couple of weeks 
you know, pissing Bill off and the team because, you know, the teams are on Bill. I, I right. mean, I, I don't know what he's doing, Sean McDermott. Uh, he, he should have admitted that was a masterclass in, uh, in coaching. He's a defensive specialist, and I think he's doing well in that department. But I think offensively, he's proven that, you know, he's got the weapons. I mean, you cannot complain about the weapons that that Buffalo have from the quarterback to the wide receiver core to the to the running game they've got the people they need they just haven't been able to put it together now if they play when they play the Bucks this uh this weekend what are your expectations there I mean Tom Brady's I mean we're gonna move to the NFC in a bit now but Tom Brady's you know you're talking about the number one passing offense in the NFL so it's gonna match up very nicely against the, the top defense is it going to come down to Buffalo's offense to see if they can they can do something there? I think they're they're up against, in my view, the second best coach in the NFL. And if, if McDermott's not careful, he's going to get comprehensively outcoached again. Twice, you know, yeah. He, he he can be as graceless as he wants to be. I I don't like it. I, I don't think it's the way the game should be played. And sometimes you should actually say, well, look, tonight we we got beaten on offense, on yeah. defense, on special teams, on coach. The truth. And, and that's, the truth. to me, that's how I saw the game. Um, maybe he feels different now. I understand his disappointment because he knew Monday night was huge. Let's face it. Right. He knew that now that... The division is completely out of their hands, and also the wild card is becoming out of their hands. Right, with the trip right. to Tampa. So I think that um, I don't, I can't see Buffalo winning. But of course, you know this is twenty twenty one NFL. We so don't could, know. Yeah, never I say could, never. I could be completely wrong and stupid again. But uh, now I've got a feeling that they're going to get out coached again. At the weekend. Okay. Yeah. Now, if we switch over to the NFC, the NFC is a little bit more predictable, I would say. Not predictable, but, you know, if you're looking at the ranks one through five, you've got Arizona with a 10 and two record. You've got Tampa Bay and Green Bay with a nine and three. Then you've got Dallas and the Rams with eight and four. It's safe to say that we're assuming that all these five teams are into the playoffs or are going to make it in the playoffs. Yes, they've had a bit of inconsistency here and there, but I think that they have shown enough consistency as well to be able to pull it through. So it comes down to the sixth and seventh seed, right? Right now, if the season were to end today, it's Washington and it's the 49ers, both with a, with a six and six record. And in the hunt, you've got Philly topping. They're number eight in the, in the NFC right now with a six and seven um, record. Minnesota with a five and seven, losing to Detroit. I mean, come on. And then you've got Carolina, Atlanta, and New Orleans, all with a five and seven. So all the way down to the 12th seed, everybody's still within a real shot of getting to the uh, um, to the playoffs. So considering how Washington play are playing and the 49ers are playing, are you guys ready to lock one of those into the playoffs or is it really just still still open, Yujita? Um, look, I'm not going to jinx anything by saying Philly, okay? But uh, listen, how great it is that we're living in an era that the NFC East could, by permutation combination, have three right. teams in the three postseason. Three teams getting in, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think we're lucky. Yeah. Thanks, the NFC East. But realistically, uh, uh, again, I'm not going to say Eagles, but there is a chance, obviously. Uh, Washington, for me, looks like the safer bet, even over the Niners, I think. Right. Um, they, um, I think you're, you're on Rivera. 
has come out and done a great job in the last five weeks. You know, they started poorly on defense. Uh, Jack Del Rio, I think, um, you know, they, they depended on that front four a lot to start with, but now they've become more creative in the secondary. So that that's looking good. I'm still not fully convinced Tyler Harnicky is, uh, you know, the quarterback that can How win could you not games. Be? Uh, honestly, I'm not. I, I'm not. I really I'm not, like I'm this quarterback. I yeah, think I mean, he, 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 he's, he, he's good. He's not great. He's not terrible. He's not bad. I mean, he, he's in the middle. He can maybe game manage this. All right, thing. here's a question for you. Is Tyler Heineke better than Baker Mayfield? Um, my, that, that's a tough one, really. Honestly, that's it's a not tough for one. me. It's not for me. For me, Tyler yeah. Heineke is better than Baker Mayfield. I would pick uh, yeah. him over Baker Mayfield any day of the week. I think May- Mayfield's got higher highs, but he's got much lower lows as well. And I'd rather have Heineke over Mayfield. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, Middle I mean, the pack, uh, but consistent. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Tyler Heineke, as I said, he's not all bad. I mean, yeah, he's, he's a good quarterback to have. But, but I think what's happening with the rest of the team with Antonio Gibson um, and, you know, again, on defense, even without Chase Young and Montez Sweat, um, you know, they're doing great. So I think I'd be worried about Washington filling in that last um, last seven seed. But, but hey, you know, I mean, it also could be that Washington actually wins the East. They're they're what one game behind Dallas. Two games, so the, yeah, six and two, six. Is and it eight two and games? Four. Yeah, two they're games. Playing Dallas yeah. this weekend as well. They're, they're playing, playing Dallas, Dallas this weekend. That becomes a very I, important game. Huh? It is. It's a well, all, all games now in this division are kind of destiny making stuff, right? Philly's got to win everything. Dallas. Philly's already played Dallas once, but um, yeah, I mean, but I, I'll take I'll take Washington over the Niners, but I know Philly's gonna be there. Wow, yeah, I, I mean, for me, Carolina play Atlanta this uh, this week, and they're both on a five and seven record. Huge game, huge game, huge because whoever wins <laughs> is still in the conversation, giving huge. their fan base, giving their fan base false hope. So whoever wins will continue to give false hope to their fan base, and whoever loses is out of the conversation. All right. Well, but that's another want, one. Do you, do you want Carolina to win to ruin your draft picks, or do you do you kind of think ah, if we lose, it's not the end of the world? Listen, I'm not going to go on air and say I hope my team loses, right? Even though we have Cam Newton, I'm going to say I think we might lose because of Cam Newton, but I'm never hoping for the team to lose. No. And I ex- and I expected this when Cam Newton signed, right? Yeah. When they brought him back, I said he's going to win us enough game to ruin the draft uh, order and yeah. not get us into the playoffs. And I really, I really think that that's going to be the uh, the ultimate outcome. But you've got New Orleans are in there. Imagine Carolina, Atlanta, New Orleans, five seven, five seven, five seven. I mean, this is just uh, you know a uh, a disaster waiting to happen, right? Uh, just like the NFC East, the NFC South is is well in it. Um, so Philly are on a bye this week. They yeah. come back next week and they play Washington. That becomes your Super Bowl game of the year so far. Mm. If you lose that, you open up the field to the NFC South. And the discussion shifts from who's going to get in there from the NFC East to the NFC South. And it really depends on how New Orleans fares against the Jets. Again, nothing is certain here. The Jets might come out and surprise us. And then Atlanta and Carolina face each other. So this week is a good setup for that important game between Philly and Washington the week after. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I think the East is really interesting because the, the last five, six games of the, of the season are going to be pretty much divisional games. Yeah, yep. almost you, all you, of them. You yeah. look at the Eagles, they, they've got Washington twice, they've got Dallas, Dallas once, and they've got 
Giants. Uh, the Giants once, I think, out of the last five games. So you've got one one game that's not in in the division. Yep. Um, so not only can you win your division, you can almost jump right up the ladder, <laughs> absolutely, and be number absolutely. one seed. Yeah. But yeah, you lose one game, and you could lose everything. And, right. and and it's it's on such a fine balance at line. The moment, but, yes. You know, there's only going to be one team out of the NFC North that's going to qualify. I, I personally believe there's only going to be one yeah. team out of the South as well. So okay. the wild card, I think, is between uh, the East and the West. And well, currently it, it is. Currently, at the current status, yeah, Washington yeah, and the I, Niners, right? So. I think that's going to stay the same because I just don't think there's enough consistency in in the no. east or the south. There's, you know, north, or, north, or, north or the south. Well, New Orleans going to the Jets this weekend, and they could easily lose that because of the way they've been playing. New Orleans is not consistent at all. I mean, no. without Kamara and Thomas um, and, um, you know, Winston. They've looked uh, subpar. I mean, suddenly did, did Simeon play for New Orleans last week, or was he didn't, it? No, uh, it, he came no, on. it wasn't. Oh, did he? Tyson he Hill on. crapped yeah. the bed basically. Uh, uh, Tyson Hill was throwing all these interceptions. Right? Interceptions. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they had yeah. some great uh, run designs for him, but uh, he, he's not a quarterback. He's not their quarterback. He's a situational right. player, and they should have used him that way. How does Chicago play this week? Pardon me. Who does Chicago play this week? Uh, no one important. Let, no one important. Uh, no. Uh, they play their ownership. It's like a you know. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's an internal game. Yeah. For, so, for some reason, you know, the NFL uh, they must get good viewing figures when the Bears go to Lambeau because that's on Sunday Night Football this week. Um, if if the Bears keep it within twenty, I'm kind of happy. <laughs> the, the great the great thing is is that Justin Fields is playing. So right. every Bears fan is kind of just looking at him to get it's a good experience. learning experience. Yeah, um, it's possibly the last time Chicago plays uh, a Packers team with Aaron, Aaron Rodgers as quarterback. So that's a big deal. So there's a lot to look forward to from a Chicago perspective, apart from the game. The game itself is going to be a wash. <laughs> let's, let's face it. So, looking forward to the, uh, you know, the, the the chicken and the hot dogs being served in the, uh, exactly. the stands. Or looking We're, forward we to look the at ice the periphery. We don't look at <laughs> yeah. the yeah. And, you know, uh, maybe it's Matt Nagy's last time of coaching the Bears in Lambeau as well. So that will be interesting. Or being a head coach for anyone, really. Well, would I mean, you... Eventually. You know, let... Uh, we're going to talk about head coach. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to the to the coaching side. You know, so let's I, talk I, about the bad first, and then we'll, well go to the to the best. Well, you know, I, I, I think we already did. We cover the bad. We've covered it a we lot, covered right? The bad a lot. I just didn't yeah. want to break uh, Mark's thoughts. You know, he was he was about to say something. Well, no, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, let it out. I, let it out. Okay. We just talk about Nagy, and then we move on to. No, the no. Guys. I'm, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to come back to Nagy. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the things that we we discussed this week is top three coaches, and for me, the top three. Belichick, Arians, and, and Vrabel, actually, from Tennessee. I, I like what he does. I like the way he wow. schemes and everything else. Uh, but the interesting thing about Vrabel, he's only signed up for one more year. And mm. his salary is only $3 million. And, you know, it, suddenly it gets my mind going. And this is where right. Nagy, Nagy comes into it. Nagy's on $7 million a year. Wow. And you think to yourself, well, what do we it's get Maggie for seven million? And what do we get? What, what do Tennessee get for, from Varble with three? And is it worth Chicago 
Nagy's gone, let's face it, he has to be gone. Is it worth Chicago giving Tennessee three million bucks to say, thanks very much, we're going to take your head coach and take him and say to him, here's a five-year deal, you rebuild this roster, you rebuild this club in, in your eyes. Um, right. I just feel that that could be an interesting scenario for every Bears fan. And, you know, there's a lots of talk on social media about uh, lots of different coaches, but very few current head coaches. Leslie Frazier has been mentioned. Double from um, Buffalo has been mentioned. and all sorts Joe Brady of- is free if you guys want him now. No, no. <laughs> um, he's probably too good for Chicago, let's face it. No, apparently once uh, the Panthers let him go during the bye week, uh, a lot of the headlines also included the fact that he doesn't have even a college job lined up because he was in the discussion for LSU and some other open jobs at college. He's not even getting that. I mean, I think that's that's how bad things got for him very quickly. Oh, he's, and, and he's damaged his he reputation not, this year. Did he get yeah. fired during game time? I mean, I know you were on bye week. I know Panthers were on a bye week, but... I think it was right before I, the game started, he, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, during the first... Yeah, which is kind of weird. Uh, I don't know. Something going on back there? I don't know. Behind the curtains. Know. I think Matt Rule just kind of, uh, he needed the scapegoat, uh, but now he's completely exposed. So right now, it's, it's, his, it's his head on the chopping block next if things don't, because the, the season is still salvageable. Yes, we're at five and seven, but. I like you know, your optimism. One, no, I'm, I'm not being optimistic. We have Cam Newton. I keep reminding myself, <laughs> I just look in the mirror and say, you've got Cam Newton, you've got Cam Newton, right? So, but at least we've got. <laughs> <laughs> random drug test on sports. Yeah, yes, yes. We, we, we need some random drug testing here. Uh, no, it, it, once you see me being optimistic, then you 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 test me for sure. Uh, but now I'm I'm just I'm 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 very uh, like like Mark said, it's gonna mess up our draft order, but. I'm not expecting anything here. So who's I, who's calling the offense in Carolina this weekend? Matt Rule? I'm not sure, actually. It might mm. be Matt Rule. I don't even know who they replaced him with. No, I've, I've not seen anything. That's why. That, that's yeah. how important it is. Hey, look, uh, it's an interesting point that uh, when Mark brought up um, the salary, um, yeah. uh, Matt, Matt Nagy, and what do you guys think? I mean, we know the, uh, you know, um, the college coaches, we know their salaries and that compared to NFL coaches. Um, and then you get a guy like Bill Belichick, who we know is purely the reason why New England is where they are now. Yeah. Now, always, always. Yeah. Happen. So, I mean, what, what do we think no, here that Bill Belichick's, not... Belichick's on 18 million a year? So he's kind of fine, but we're, the... we're looking at. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the top. He's over and above everybody, co- uh, college the, as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, Easy. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't think Bill Belichick is the highest so. paid in the year. I think Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Oh, got I'm, I'm pretty Saban, sure Nick yeah. Saban gets paid more than he does. Much more, yeah. We'll check that. We'll, we'll check well, that I, out. I, well, I, 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 I did this earlier today. Oh, okay. Okay. okay so 18 million is. The top salary paid to a coach of football in America. I'm trying to. Wow. And right. Bill Belichick. So he gets that. Now, as a general rule, you know, the next one is Bruce Arians, I believe, on 8 million. Or, okay. you know, now that uh, Gruden's gone from Vegas, because he was on a 10 year. 10, 10 million. 10, 10 a year. 10, yeah, 10, it was 100 million. million. 10 years. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, that's my understanding is that Arians is, is number two on eight. 
yes, there's lots of college coaches getting paid a lot more than Arians. Um, there's a lot in the 10, 11, 12s, the Harbors, the Sabans of this world. Right. Um, because they're... I would say their job is a lot more difficult because the amount of recruiting that recruiting, has to go yeah. on um, and to sustain the success that Alabama have had, for example. Yep. You know, right. and, and you look at the way some teams have just completely dropped out of the top 25 over the last few years, the Nebraskas of this world, who, you know, going back 10 years, 15 years, they were always up there and suddenly Big Red's right. nowhere to be seen. So there, there's lots and lots of factors that... that at play within college that you don't really have within NFL because NFL will recruit just from college. They, they've got, right. they've got 50, 60 games a week or whatever it is as a total that they have to go to. Whereas the college guys have to go to thousands of games in the little league. So then their scouting network's huge. So the head coach is in charge of all that long way right. of saying, I believe the head coach of a, a college is harder than the head coach of NFL. So your top three, Mark, were Bill Belichick, Arians, Arians, Arians and Vrabel. And Vrabel. Yujita, who do you have as your top three coaches at the moment? Yeah, I'm well, undeniably Bill at one. But yeah. I want to go with uh, Cliff Kingsbury at two. Um, um, and probably, uh, I don't know, uh, Ron Rivera, I think the way that he's, well, the way that Washington has evolved during the, the season, um, and Cliff Kingsbury, I mean, look, before the start of the season, he was on the hot seat already. And people were saying if Arizona doesn't make it in any way, he was going to be out the door. And look what he's done. Yeah, t- 10 and 2 team. Um, right. And there's, not, there's nothing bad you can say about Arizona on any side of the, the you know, on the defensive, whatever. So, yeah, I, I, I like what he's done there and what he's done with Kyler Murray. And, and, and then, look, he's brought in, you know, Zach Ertz. He's brought in James Conner, you know, and, right. th- and that's all working. You know, everything is working uh, perfectly. Hopkins as well. And what a statement Murray and Hopkins made uh, to say we're back. Absolutely. Know, w- Absolutely. With, that, with that touchdown there. So, yeah, uh, those three I got. So, I've, I've and, got and Bill course, Belichick at the top. I've got Cliff Kinsbury second. And I'm surprised that no one here is... Well, I'm not surprised for Mark, but I'm surprised no one's given Matt LaFleur any love out here. I mean, I think he's, he's done an excellent job. Yes, he has Aaron Rodgers, but considering other than Aaron Rodgers, he's managed really well with a lot of challenges on the roster this, uh, this year as well. So he's my number three. My, my biggest problem with Matt LaFleur is, is the fact that he can't or he hasn't won any game without Aaron Rodgers as quarterback. As soon as he can win another game... A game with another quarterback, I will give him more respect than he's got at the moment. So he's the uh, the Jared Goff of uh, of coaches, right? You need to win without Sean McVay. Now, well, Jared yeah. Goff eventually did that, yeah. but yeah, yeah he did that, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, I agree with that because Cliff Kingsbury did that with uh, McCall, uh, exactly. Yeah. exactly. So I agree no. with that. Yeah, yeah. So, and and, um, and look, here's another another point to make uh, with Gardner Minshew playing the Eagles uh, last week. You know, it pays well to have a pretty good QB too. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, did you see uh, that clip with him celebrating with his dad after the game oh, outside of the stadium? He was just I, I, losing his mind, you know. <laughs> there is no way you could not love Gardner Minshew, the legend of Gardner. I mean, fans love him. They actually want him to play against Washington the, the week after next. There's a lot of passion there. I mean, the guy really, really gets into it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, is he on a one-year deal with you? Is he a, a one-and-done? Uh, I'm not sure. I know we, somewhere? I know we got him pretty cheap. I think we got him for a sixth-rounder from the Jags. So uh, I think they could have got a bit more. I mean, Gardner Minshew is no, uh, you know, he's not, a, he's not a bad quarterback. I'll tell no, you right. That. No, he's not. So oh, he did his job. Great number two. He's not a number one. He's a great number two. He's yeah. a great number two. And you should, I think teams should really look into that. Have a great right. number two. New Orleans it, is suffering. It would be interesting to see him playing against Washington a week on Sunday. Because you know, here's the, here's the thing. You don't want the Mike White effect. Yeah, it's uh, oh, whatever yeah. he did is is not fully sustainable. So settle the hell down, okay? Right. He, he was great on the day, okay? It's very uh, cool. well, let's celebrate that for what it is. Yeah, let's, on, I mean, let, let, let's just say Gardner Minshew is good for when you have Gardner Minshew come in last minute when when the team has defensively schemed for a, a more mobile quarterback. Right. You know, right. they didn't adjust. But he was good. I'm not going to down him for anything, you know? Well, you guys are definitely still in the conversation. Another game I have my eyes on is uh, uh, Las Vegas Raiders against KC because that, that becomes another important game. The Raiders are at 6-6. Six and six. KC are back in it in the middle of the pack uh, at the AFC playoff picture. Um, again, they could, they could get back in it. And also you have Baltimore and Cleveland. So if Baltimore get their act together and recover from the Steelers' loss last week, um, then everything is fine, and Cleveland officially drops out of the, of, the, of the conversation, the playoff conversation. But if Cleveland somehow find a way of beating Baltimore, that will have Baltimore losing two weeks in a row, and all of a sudden we have another storyline to, to explore there um, and, and to see what could happen. So it's, it's just one of these seasons. Again, it's unbelievable. Why can, can you guys explain to me why you would go for two with the last play of the game... Baltimore against their probably their biggest rivals in, in Pittsburgh. They want right. to be the smartest man in the room as opposed to doing the job properly. Why did they go for two, not go for the extra point, go to overtime and then win the game from there? Why did they do it? Please. Now, see, when, when they actually called the play... a lot of people were applauding the, uh, the move. It's gutsy, it's you know we're going for the win. They also, the, the, the Pittsburgh secondary has been having trouble all game long, so they're trying to exploit that as well. Um, I know that, you know, from a risk appetite point of view, you always say, take the point, live to see another play, right? But sometimes, like, Ron Rivera got his nickname by, by going for these fourth downs um, and, and, would, and, and winning. Would Bill Belichick have gone for two or gone for one? Ah, oh, now see, Bill Belichick has a lot more trust in his team, in his defense, in his offense. So he would take the point and like, I'll exactly. beat you the normal way, right? So this is more of a panic move, you know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Listen, I, I'm I'm kind of a, on the fence. Very uh, smart, Mark. You kind of questioned yeah. me into giving you the answer. Then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm kind of, <laughs> bit of psychology going on. I'm kind of on the fence on that, right? I mean, yeah, you're right. Should have gone for the uh, the pat, gone into overtime. But the play design was good, guys. I mean, the, the, the line was pulled to the left. Mark, Mark Andrews, Andrews, it was just one of these 
He uncharacteristic was drops, right? It yeah. was wide open, go, going going around to the right. So the play call was good, and it, it, well, he dropped the ball, but Lamar also wasn't really comfortable with the throw, and he he was hurried. So there was nothing wrong with the play call. It, it would have worked, you know, maybe eight out of ten times that play call would have worked. But yeah, you're right. Go for the points. But this again comes back to what I said at the start: teams going aggressive too aggressive at times and, and losing games that they should be winning. That's what it is. Well, like a uh, famous quarterback said once, hindsight is 50-50. Do you want to guess <laughs> who, who that was? No, go on. That was Cam Newton. That was Cam yes. Newton. Hindsight is 50-50. So. <laughs> I suppose he is a, a famous quarterback of, of yesteryear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Very I, 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 I think I think if it was if it was my head coach calling that pl- play, I'd be upset with him. Honestly, I would. I, yeah, it didn't make sense. I'd thought about it the last four days, off and on. I'm not saying I've been fixated by it, but and the more I think about it, the worse it was. It was it was showing no faith in your offense, no faith in your defense. It was. Let's I don't get know the, about that. I, he showed a lot of faith in, in going for one it play. to win the game. One yeah, play, he, well he, designed, is just poorly executed. It came down to the execution. It was, from a coach, it, I, from a coaching I, I, call. I agree with that. From yeah, a coaching it call, it worked. I, I, it was all technically. right. Technically, listen. Well, one of the reasons was Marlon Humphreys, the cornerback, had been injured yeah. by that time. So you're right about the part where you know he had lack of confidence on the defense. But hey, who who are the three greatest guys on the Baltimore uh, team? Lamar Jackson, Marlon Humphreys, Justin Tucker. I mean, you you, you got to have faith in the kicking I, and go go into extra time. So that's why I'm on the fence on this. Yeah, I, go into extra time and and get the job done. It doesn't but, fit well with me. I'm sorry. Yeah, this does. Baltimore is the most weirdest eight and four team that's ever lived. I mean, yeah. honestly. They, they, they shouldn't be number what is it, number three seed. They shouldn't be number three seed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, they won. They won great. They've lost. They've shut out. You know, it's, I think on good defenses, Lamar can't handle it. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I saw, this is the thing with with Baltimore, right? They do good stuff sometimes enough to win the game, but in the postseason, you need more reliability. Yeah, it's, it's it needs to be tough. more than just a yeah. one one score game yeah. that you win Definitely. by every time you know so exactly uh, and they haven't yeah. got that now yeah, yeah. and I, I think the the rest of their schedule they have all tough defensive units and if they blitz blitz creep the hell out of lamar uh we could see them fall in the city excellent all right on that note we'll wrap it up and give mark a chance to go smoke some of what he sells outside my school and <laughs> dream about the chicago <laughs> bears dream about you, the you, chicago bears you, you mean there is the uh, the Green there Bay Packers, so. the Green Bay. Bay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I, I know you. I know part of you will will just. Oh, what if we can go to Green Bay and just beat Aaron Rodgers on the last meeting? Yeah, like, that would be the ultimate payback to him so, saying that he owns you by going to Lambo and beating him on the last time you ever play each other. You know, the the perfect situation is that. Robert Quinn sacks Aaron Rodgers in the first three or four minutes. Aaron Rodgers goes out with, you know, a cold hand and can't return. <laughs> um, it's going to be a cold night in land. He's, he's immune. He's immune yeah. to the cold. He's so then he goes cold. out. Jordan Love's not available. I think he's got 
injury issues of COVID. I'm not really sure. So you go down to the number three quarterback, no excuses. Chicago goes in in Aaron Rodgers' last game as, as a Packer against Chicago. Chicago wins just then, and then Justin, <laughs> Justin Fields. And then your mind blows. Fields goes up to the, the, the Green Bay fans and says, I will own you from this day on. That's oh, what I want. Right. There that, you that, are. That, that, that doesn't sound aggressive at all. I no. promise I will own I you own. one day. Listen, I, you. I pledge. I pledge thee. I own and if you. Fields does that, he'll get a five-game ban because only Aaron Rodgers can do this shit. So there we go. That's right. <laughs> or it comes down to a kick. I don't and the care. boink boink happens again. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> we, you, we promise never to, never, <laughs> promise never to talk about that. Oh, yeah. yeah oh my yeah. goodness. All right, we've lost yeah. your G. We've lost your right. G. <laughs> that was a double doink. <laughs> that, that was a double doink right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Elastic. guys. We'll see you next week. That was a good one, guys. Thank All you right. Guys. Have a good Cheers. one. Bye.